1: Are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network.
0: What is it, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 129 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm here to join today, Mr. Harrison Tarr. But I first let me introduce myself. I'm Don Lark at UBOT Tank on Twitter slash X. Tar, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man, I'm great.
1: We're going to talk here in a minute about Auburn Hoops. Super excited that that is back, and we have a lots to talk about, a lot to break down there. And I know we're going to jump into Auburn football first, but first and foremost, we're going to get to this at the end of the show, but I want to congratulate all of the uh, Auburn signees that today. I know that a lot of you guys that are listening may not make it all the way to the end, so that, that's okay, but we are going to recognize at the end of the show all of the signees that um, committed to Auburn and, and inked their NLIs. I almost said NIL because we're living in that world now, but their NLIs. Uh, for both, to, probably. That's in the plains this fall, I want to tell you guys how excited we are from you for you on behalf of the College Loop. How happy we are to have you as part of the Auburn family, and wishing you guys the absolute best success both in and out of the classroom. Um, so, with that that being said, I'm getting good to get into football, but I'm so excited. National Sign Day is always so exciting for me. Football is cool, and it's an it's an exciting day for those young men. But it's so cool on the National Signing Day for like every other sport, seeing all of these kids get to live out their dreams. It's it's pretty damn neat,
0: especially with the. This staunch difference uh, you can see from the past 10 years of Bruce Pearl to this basketball team, as opposed to football is always going to pick up some, some big signees unless the potato is coaching. Right. But to watch basketball consistently just impress and just out, and, women's out, rec- and women, women as well, just continuously out recruit. Some of these big time programs, and we'll get to, you know, to Hod Pettiford and Jakai Howard in a in a bit. But to start off, I mean, we got to talk a little bit about this game on Saturday. Hey, let's, let's
1: not forget every other team recruited super well this year, but we'll, we'll get there in a minute. I'm oh. gonna, this this list is actually, guys, it's going to be a three minute segment of us just naming people, which is great. So we'll get there.
0: Everything cool. Damn right, man. Damn right. <laughs> let's see. So just to get started off with football. Ah, uh, your Auburn Tigers will be traveling to Razorback Stadium in Fayetteville, Arkansas, to take on the three and six, one and five in the SEC. Arkansas Razorbacks. Auburn's walking again with a five and four, two and four conference record, and just one win away from bowl eligibility. But you cannot overlook this Arkansas team. That record does not speak very highly. Uh, does not tell you the whole story about this Arkansas team this year. They've been banged up. They've been injured. They had to fire their offensive coordinator. Their defense ranks in the top 50. So nothing Auburn should be like overlooking. Don't even, I, I, you're going to hear me say it the next week too about don't even look over New Mexico State. Right. That's just get, you got to get week by week, one win away from bowl eligibility. Tara, let's talk about this game a little bit before we get into our uh, who needs to step up. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this
1: game really, I think it comes down to who runs the football better. Uh, I, I I think it does. And and we know that Arkansas is uh, averaging just north of 129 yards a game, giving up to opponents to the ground, and certainly much weaker on the back end than they are on the front seven. Uh, I think that, if, you know, obviously Auburn needs to get Peyton Thorne comfortable. This has been the, the theme of the year. And and it starts up front, starts in the trenches for, for Auburn offensively, making sure they get the, get the job done. I'm not going to give away my – it's kind of a, a hint toward it, but I'm not going to give away my who needs to step up the most this week. But there's a couple of guys in that backfield that really could uh, could help out their quarterback uh, in Peyton Thorne and get comfortable and, and be able to go into a hostile run environment against a team that's backed against the wall. Arkansas loses again. You're not going bowling. Uh, every every team that winds up losing a seventh game this year is another another opportunity for JMU to get in. And uh, they, Arkansas certainly does not want to be the reason that that, that, that happens. On, on, the, on the defensive side of the ball, um, de- I, I think that the edge goes to Auburn here still. Um, I, I, all signs here truthfully do point to Auburn in the current state, but like you mentioned before, Dylan, this record is not telling for this Arkansas team. They are a hell of a lot better than three and six. Uh, and I think that just about anyone that's beyond the surface level of a ball watcher, um, would, would agree with you in that, that this team could sneaky upset anybody at any given moment in time. Uh, don't, don't count them out for, for their game at the end of the season against Missouri. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that, that could get wacky and weird.
0: Yeah, the battle line rivalry has always been one of my favorite ones to watch on the on the Friday before the Iron Bowl and the after the Thursday of the Egg Bowl. Very sneaky, good uh SEC rivalry that I don't think gets enough attention. But I mean, I have to give the edge to to misery in that game. Uh I did Oh yeah. Uh but going to this game against all uh, for Auburn after watching what transpired in that wide receiver core. And I'll go ahead and start off with my who's, who did the step up. Uh, it's a wide receiver core. Uh, it's just the entire unit as a whole. I mean, seven drops were counted by this coaching staff. You were not going to win very many games with seven drops. It's, and I'll, I'll, I'll shave off one. Cause I'm assuming they're counting the rocket pass to Demario Alston's like face mask. Uh, so I'll say six, but even then, you're not going to win very many games with six drops either. If you're going to beat Arkansas, you're going to have to run the ball well. You're going to have to run a very balanced attack. This team is a is top 40, like three and top 46 in both the pass and rush defense. So you can't just lean heavy on one side because Arkansas defense is built to stop both sides. That's what T. Will is very good at. And that's why I'm really hoping one day he makes his glorious return back to the Plains. Uh, because of the level of defense that he brings to any team that he goes to. And, I mean, Shane Hooks is going to have to see the ball get thrown to him. Rivaldo Fairweather can't have those stupid drops that he had. Yeah, I think he had two uh, after his 53-yard touchdown. Jay Fair's got to be involved. And Amari Kelly, bro, if you ever get an open look like that again and and you drop another pass like that, I'm going to start the petition to revoke your scholarship. Uh, And I am not kidding. I will do that. you ever drop a pass well, like that ever again that? i'm not playing i ain't playing uh and if y'all still want to play uh after the iron bowl uh y'all also are gonna have to step up and catch the ball i know auburn's like one game away from bowl eligibility, but uh, my point still stands if you want a good bowl game or you, you if you don't want to play in birmingham again which i'm all for it because that's only two hours for me uh catch catch the football yeah,
1: absolutely, and 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 with that that being said, kind of an overall breakdown. We'll have more of our, of our oh, excuse me, I just hit my ring against my desk on accident. I do that all the time. I, it's it's the worst. Uh, before we get into our um, our, our breakdown, um, we will have our full pregame show coming up this Friday, um, and that'll be with the sports editor of the Arkansas Traveler student-run paper over at the University of Arkansas. Super super excited to to get to connect with him. Actually, right after the show, so super excited, y'all. Make sure you tune into that. Let's give our – who needs to step up both sides of the ball real quick, Dylan. I'll go ahead and lead in. Mine's Jarquez Hunter. I've said it the past two weeks. You guys should thank me. I'm just saying it. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> both of the last two weeks I've asked for a legacy game twice, by the way, from Jarquez Hunter, and this dude's played some football over the past couple weeks. So out of my compassion for not only my own mental health but for that of Auburn fans abroad, I'm going to go and say Jarquez Hunter again. But I really mean it. Jarquez really being able to impose his will. On, on defenses like he has been the past couple weeks. If he can do that on this Arkansas defense, which not as easy, certainly a more difficult task, I understand that, and that falls in the offensive line, whatever. But if, if Jarquez Hunter can do some really special things and open up the field, it really opens up opportunities for Peyton Thorne. We've seen it the past two weeks. I know it has been a roller coaster. It's been up and down. Receivers got to catch the football. But if you can run the football effectively, it starts with Jarquez Hunter. Can, we can confidently say that again, folks. It starts with Jarquez Hunter. And then the rest of your offense, at that point, it's in, it's in the hands of your in, 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 in your receiving court and not drop football.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I kind of already said mine. Uh, the options for off, for the offense, and I'll kind of lead into my defense after I get done with this. You cannot not take advantage of an improving Peyton Thorne. If Peyton Thorne is starting to play at a higher level than we are used to, you also have to match that. And that's going to start off with if he's throwing you the football, for the love of God, catch it. We, we have not seen this in Eight games, for the love of God, catch the football. But I'll kind of take that into my defensive side of the ball. This Arkansas offensive line has given up 36 sacks through nine games. And if you don't know football that much, uh, I'm going to tell you, that's not good. It's not even good to have 30 throughout 12 games. I would say it's not even good to have 20 through 12 (laughs) games. So 36 through nine games, that is four, for you math juniors, that is four sacks per game. <laughs> and looking at the transfer portal uh, this off, this past off season, who Auburn brought in looking at some of the pass rushers, Jalen McCloud has been a name that's been, you hear him a good chunk throughout the game, but he's never been, he, I don't think he's got ever more than one sack a game uh, in, in like, not per game, but like in a game. Uh, and I know we'll get everybody got half a sack. Uh, I, I was tempted to say the whole unit, but I'm just gonna say one name. Jay McLeod was recruited because of his ability to get to the quarterback in those big game situations. Looking at App State, he had uh, the m game last year where he just went off and led to the upset of of App State over Texas A&M and the absolute uh, throttling that the App State fans did across Boone, North Carolina. I uh, was very much helped by Jalen McCloud's ability to get to the quarterback. And going into this game against Arkansas, I'm going to look for him to finally have that game that we've been expecting to see through, from him throughout the entire season. And Arkansas team is going to be, again, a very balanced attack. If you, you got to get Katie Jefferson on the ground, you got to force him to throw the ball. And the only way to do that is to get pressure on him, play in, play out, first down, second down, third down, fourth down, get pressure on the quarterback. And I'm going to start that off with Albert's best speed rusher and Jalen McCloud.
1: I'm going to take that. I'm going to run with it. I'm actually going to pivot over to Eugene Sante, and I'm going to. It's it's for a similar reason here, Dylan. It's not necessarily the sack sack, sack ability, if you will, um, but uh, it's it's certainly important not just for this off offense. Excuse me, this Auburn front seven to get pressure on KJ Jefferson, but that linebacker group's going to have to play a spy this game. Uh, he's one of those guys that you've got to contain. Auburn's not been particularly outstanding at defending the quarterback run. Now, granted, in today's Game of college football, it's more tough to defend the QB run than ever because of schematics, just because that's where we're at. But at the same time, you've got to be able to contain him and limit his chunk plays, limit him converting those third and mediums on his on his own, and, and just pulling down the ball and going and, and running with it. Eugene Asante is the leader in that front, in my opinion, in terms of making sure that he can set the precedent that KJ Jefferson may want to think twice and stay in the pocket before he tries to roll out and make something happen on his feet. Now, KJ, big dude, big frame. Not an easy guy to bring down. Arm tackles won't do it, but Eugene Asante has been pretty good in that in, the, in that department, putting a hat on a hat, not necessarily targeting. That's not, not what I'm going for here, but you know what I mean. Get, being physical and using his body as opposed, as opposed to arm tackling. It's going to be so, so, so important that he continues to do so this game. Also, um, Alex McPherson kicked out of the back of the damn end zone. Um, that's just a bonus point.
0: Yeah, I cannot agree with the point more. I, I never thought
1: – a pickoff return ever
0: for an opposing team. It, it's not even that. Even if the ball is like getting like kicked towards like the five-yard line it's like a shorter return, I'm okay with that. Don't kick the ball out of bounds. Yeah. Stop kicking the ball out of bounds. What was it was it twice against Vanderbilt? Yes. That's two times too many in any kind of football game from an Auburn kicker. Right. Ever. But he's been a hell of a place kicker, so. Yeah, he has been automatic uh for for every sense of the word. It's just maybe you let Chapman. Do the, do the kickoffs? kickoffs. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't know if that's the answer, but
0: it, it Marshall Myers,
1: <laughs> there's, there's gotta, there's gotta be some answer. Kick it out of the back of the end zone. That being said, those are our who needs to step up for Auburn at Arkansas 3 PM central time kickoff in Fayetteville, hog country. Some of the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. Good and
0: people. Just to Arkansas is a two and a
1: half point favorite. That's right. Two and a half point favorite. And we'll give our picks on the Friday pick em show. show. Um, excuse me on the Friday kickoff show. I'm going to try preview this again one more time. The Friday preview show. Holy hell, I only host this podcast. It's not that <laughs> difficult. But anyways, so for those of you guys making the trip up to Arkansas, stay safe. Eat the brisket. It's so damn good. I cannot describe the brisket I had last time I was in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Usually the fans are pretty nice. Basketball, different story. We'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll cover, touch, touch, on, touch base on that when we, can, when we come down the stretch. Before we get into Auburn basketball in some absolutely huge, kind of out of the blue, news. The, that Auburn basketball has out of their camp today. I want to remind everybody if you want to support the show, there are two ways you can do so. Number one, you can go purchase your very own College Loop War Report co branded feel and lippy t shirt. comes in five different colorways. Most comfortable t shirt you'll ever own. You can find that in warreport.com. If you don't feel like typing that in the search bar, neither do we. You can find it in the description to any of our shows. It'll link us straight there. $25, pick up your own shirt, you'll be Forever proud to own a hashtag feeling loopy shirt. When you purchase your shirt, make sure you go on Twitter, take a selfie, use hashtag feeling loopy, and tag us in it. We'll throw it up on the next live stream, regular recorded show, whatever is coming up next. We can we appreciate your continual support and your dedication to supporting and referring the college loop to all of your friends as your first and best listen for Auburn Athletics coverage moving forward from that the second way you can you can help us out and the most free easiest thing you can do is hit like and subscribe on youtube if you're not watching on youtube give us a five star thumbs up whatever the rating is on your streaming service of choice if you're hanging out with us on youtube make sure you hit the subscribe button and ring the bell so you can stay up to date with everything going on right here at the college loop drop the comments drop your score predictions for auburn at arkansas your score predictions for auburn's i guess actually not just score predictions how many wins do you think auburn basketball will have after seeing They're showing against Baylor. I think there's going to be a lot of more optimistic numbers after that game. So we always want to hear your feedback. Tell us what you guys want to hear about right here on the loop. And as always, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell. All right. We're talking Auburn basketball right here on the college loop. And Dylan, I'm going to go with the layup first, and then I'm going to have this ultimate buildup of just excitement. First off, Tahad Pettiford is officially an Auburn Tiger, folks. Inked the deal. He's coming to the Plains, six foot one point guard, 25th in the country, second in his position, and third in the state of New Jersey, out of Jersey City, New Jersey, Hudson Catholic Academy. This guy is going to be different. He's going to be a difference maker. Uh, he's, he's a good facilitator, facilitator, excuse me, extensive range. Guy's going to get the job done. I stumbled over my own words. I'm too excited about this next part. I'm, I've been excited about the hot. I've been very, very excited about the hot. Everybody should be. He's officially off the tiger sign today. Out of left field, Bruce Pearl went and got Ja'Kai Howard today, folks. It's probably not left field. There's probably way more to this than 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 I have been made privy to or noticed. And I apologize if I'm just super behind all the times. This one just kind of popped up. The six foot six, excuse me, I said six foot five. A short change of an inch. Six foot six, 185 pounds, shooting guard, out of overtime elite. His that's his. uh, Excuse me, what's the word I'm looking for here? Help me. He's out of Atlanta. Why am I forgetting? He's AAU Youth Club, my apologies and uh overtime elite. Um, and uh this this guy was down between Auburn, Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and
0: uh oh uh, Arizona State. Arizona State, that's
1: right. So Bruce Pearl went and grabbed a guy, another guy out of Atlanta who's shocked. That's a true <laughs> high flyer coming to the Plains. He's a true three-level score, rated as a four-star 91 composite on 24-7, which we've always said is the greatest. Website and ranking Jai Howard in the history of websites. We've always said that, Dylan.
0: Oh, for sure. I, I think I've been on record in saying it. Uh, yeah. Don't try to find it. I don't think it's posted anymore. But we have I now. Have on
1: we have now. Oh, his, for sure. Yeah. His commitment um, was made official today, as we're reporting the show on National Signing Day. Yesterday, as the show is coming out, and uh, yeah, wow. Hello, Bruce Pearl has now jumped this comp- uh, composite ranking back up to tw- twenty-four in the country. And uh, folks, when we were pressing the panic button, there's no reason to. This group's not done yet either. Holy heck, Dylan! Auburn is recruiting. I'm. I might go crazier, Maybe even better than they have been in the past couple years under Bruce Pearl. Now, granted, you have Jabari Smith and you know Walker Kessler, but that's a different story. But like, I,
0: I mean, it is crazy the fact that uh, I think Bruce Pearl was donating blood and they had to like call some kind of paramedics because actually when his blood was coming out, it was actually blue. Blue. It's nuts. It was like very blue. Which is crazy. I've don't. i I've never expected that before or seen that before, but it's uh, that's crazy. Unhealthy. Know, it's certainly but... unhealthy
1: for my cardiovascular system. <laughs> <laughs> but It's so great being a blue blood. Super excited to see the addition of Ja'Kai Howard, the commitment of Ja'Kai Howard today um, for the Auburn basketball program. And big news. I mean, uh, this is something that, like I said, was kind of out of left field. Like a lot of people were just like, hey, hello. Um, we're
0: on this guy's radar? Like as a question mark at the end? Like not a statement but yeah, I... a question. I don't believe I ever heard his name until like this morning. Whenever,
1: he, whenever
0: uh, I got, I got the tweets about it. I got you freaking out in the group chat, and then I also believe they were talking about it in the Warpor group chat as well. That's so.
1: because a lot of people thought he was a hog.
0: Yeah, and I'm so glad he's not. Uh, this is official. Officially, Arkansas Hate Week for both both, both ball. It both is quite balls. literally
1: always offer, uh, Arkansas basketball hate week. It is always <laughs> Arkansas basketball hate week. But, but I mean, bringing
0: up Ja'Kai Howard, I mean, he probably three level scorer. Uh, this dude can block like nobody's business. I mean, uh, the the ability to get those three level scores who and, and the whenever you get the bigs and the in the front court that can also just throw the ball out of the freaking arena that's awesome. I mean, you got Walker, Walker Kessler, Jabari Smith, uh, Chad Baker, Mazzara left <laughs> two, two nights ago. As this comes out, uh, broom? Uh, it, it and, uh, and a list goes on and on Dylan Cardwell. Uh, we'll get, I'll talk about him in a second. Cause I, he played awesomely against Baylor, but I mean, you're seeing the exact type of type of player that Bruce Pearl wants to continue to build this team with. And it's guys who can shoot the ball and guys who can, block the ball and block shots. And, I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing.
1: It certainly is. And something else that's in, in not as beautiful as we've pivoted into our recap of Auburn taking on and traveling and eventually losing to Baylor um, in North Dakota, of all places, two nights ago. Uh, that <laughs> Auburn traveled well. Auburn did travel well. Um, there are some really exciting takeaways from Auburn's 88-82 loss to Baylor on on monday tuesday night excuse me i'm sorry and we're recording this on wednesday this show's come out thursday i'm all kinds of mixed up folks i sometimes i think it's christmas um this game as we pivot over into our our, our recap of, of auburn baylor was the most encouraging loss i've watched in any sport in a very long time uh in terms of this group, I, I mean, first off, I apologize to everyone for saying Auburn wouldn't score 80 points. And for a second there, I was waiting for people to dunk on me and say, why did you say that when I thought Auburn might have got stuck at 79, um, which felt on the table. But we kind of thought that Baylor would kind of take care of business when comfortably by double digits over Auburn. And I mean, even uh, even even down to the last waning seconds, Auburn wasn't wasn't completely out of that ball game. Sure. It fell apart in the last after the last media timeout. Yes, it did. Uh, but holistically folks, Baylor's a very good basketball team. That group, that Baylor team also looked really good last night. They made a couple of silly mistakes, they left they kept Auburn in it in the second half and kept Auburn ahead and prolonging the inevitable. But that's still a really good basketball team. We thought this Auburn team was going to be good, Dylan I've got news. This Auburn basketball team is not as good as we thought they were. They are a hell of a lot better.
0: Dude, everything about this team is better than I thought it was going to be, except for a couple of players, maybe just one uh, that I wasn't very impressed with. But are we here talking about the positives first, and then we're going to get into what we didn't like about the team?
1: Yeah, well, let's start with the layup positive and talk about Aiden Holloway. Um, Dude. (laughs) I'm going to lead here. I'm going to turn it over to you, Dylan, about Aiden's night. Enjoy Aiden Holloway's Auburn career. It will be one year long. That kid is different. I had people text me last night saying, is that Jared Harper out there? And the only thing I can respond is say, no, Jared Harper not, was not that good. That kid is unbelievable. What he, he posted 19, led the team in scoring last night, didn't even start
0: he did have the most minutes out of anybody on the team.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I also foul <laughs> trouble and trouble Trey Donaldson not really getting it going early didn't. Yeah, it, didn't, didn't help. But Aiden Holloway's range is going to be stupid fun to watch this year. There's going to be a highlight tape of that that kid shooting from the AU a lot, a lot. Dylan, how much did Aiden impress you? Um, and and where where was he compared to where you expected him to be because for me he was even better uh
0: yeah, he came out right away and started playing like a high level college basketball like he play, he played like he's been there before which is absolutely awesome to see from a from a guy who was in high school like not like 6 months ago uh just overall i think Aiden Holloway just played lights out uh i tried my best not to get overly excited uh cuz i was like i didn't want to you know, get too hyped up about the game, and then it then I break my heart. But Aiden Holloway made it very hard to not do that. So a lot of a lot of trays got thrown up from the from the couch, and a lot of oh my gods and yeah. holy craps and this kid is. I was like, who is this kid? But I know exactly who he is. He is he is absolutely ridiculous, and I'm excited to see these last uh, <laughs> however many games we got left of. Them. I'm, I'm going to assume. One In, season, and, yeah,
1: that. yeah. One. How, how season. many? How
0: many games get you to the get you to the championship?
1: <laughs> right, right. Do, quick doing the, start doing the math. I, um, I'm
0: going to show you the maximum amount of games that I, I might be able to see him for.
1: Uh, you're you're right. You can figure out the maximum number of games you're going to see him for. I had a couple of moments where Aiden looked like a freshman, uh, and and that's okay. I thought that last night. For if you had to pick one player that learned the most from last night, it's also Aiden Holloway, and he's also the player that shined the most last night. And excuse me, two nights ago, as the show's coming out. Uh, in in my opinion, but a couple of those sloppy cross court um, kind of running and gun, and, and this tempo for this team is bonkers. By the way, this this team is like watching NASCAR on crack. And Aiden Holloway fits that bill so well in terms of the up up tempo, move the ball, get it down the floor, score points in transition. We Auburn scored twice. In transition, off of a made basket last night. That is stupid. That is just dumb in and, and, and the best way possible. But there were some times where you were like, hey, Aiden, so like maybe don't make that skip pass. Um, maybe don't try to go in and let three guys crash on you and still try to finish, even though somehow you still got at the stripe. I, you, you know, there, there were some moments where you're, he's going to be able to look back on film and sit down with BP and sit down with his teammates and say, hey, Here's where I played a little bit sloppy, but damn, I was pretty good for for a freshman. And
0: I can can only imagine if it if this game was a it was a Neville arena, and he did that full court oop to Dylan Cardwell. If it was just like like a like a foot deeper, that ball would have went right into Cardwell's hands, and that would have broke the backboard and would have torn the roof off of Neville arena.
1: Well, also if this game is played three weeks later than it was on a neutral site after Auburn had a few few games under its belt. Auburn wins this game by 10 points. Oh, yeah. I'm not being dramatic. You go to Baylor, you probably lose. You come back to Auburn, you win it by 15. I mean, I, that, that there is that much of a, pa- a, a parity in, in home court advantage in college basketball, folks. I'm not overreacting there. But um, obviously, Aiden Holloway was a huge bright spot. You talked about before the show, Dylan, your boy Chad Baker-Mazzara. I think we have a super tall, better talent of KD Johnson here. Uh, you're going to live and die with his kind of passionate game style. And and I liked when he got teed up. I didn't actually like this at all. I don't like when players get teed up at all. But I thought it was very funny. When he got teed up and he was like, yeah, nope, I did that. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was <laughs> me. And then Bruce was just ripping it, ripping it into him. And he was like, yep, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I, I I totally, yep, absolutely did that.
0: That I, I, I do. I do love having just two lovable psychopaths uh, ready to come in at any time uh, on the court because Chad Bazar and Katie Johnson are. Like, I like how you said it. Like they're the exact same player, but just Katie one of them is three the Katie Johnson
1: looked patient. He was facilitating, setting screens. We know we can play defense, but on the offensive side of the floor, was not trigger happy. There was, there was a couple of times where you could tell, and you, you get that look in his eye, and he's not doing anything other than trying to go to the rack. But, I mean, that crazy fadeaway mid-range that he hit was just in cold blood. And I didn't hate that take at all. Um, he's In that game specifically, we'll see if that continues this year. It would be huge for Auburn if it did. But he seems to have harnessed the, the his, his biggest upside, which is that he's not afraid of anything uh, and, and, and that he is a disgustingly good defender. I, it, it, if that is the case, he is one of the most valuable pieces off this beat, uh, off this bench for, for Auburn. Because he can play lockdown defense. You have to respect him enough from the perimeter. And if he wants to put his head down and get to the rack, at the bare minimum, you're going to send him to the line. Uh, so this could be a big bounce back here for him. Um, Leor Berman, I'm tired of seeing minutes from him. Come on, man. I knew that was going to offend you. Um, this bench is too deep. Uh, for you to play Lior Berman. Um I'm glad it was only I, five minutes. I think
0: he he only got in because of foul trouble. I, yeah, I do believe.
1: I I know. But there've got to be other options there. Um Chris Moore. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing flashy on, on the scorecard. Only had four points on the night but he played 23 minutes of really good basketball, off ball basketball. This guy's a difference maker in in the three at the three he is going to have a tremendously big season like you and I have been talking about the past couple of episodes, just because of his role player mentality and being able to lock down on defense physical. He's lost weight. He's faster and he can jump higher. And this team all got skinnier, by the way, they they, they're faster. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, And then Jani Broom does what Jani Broom does, um, except for uh, there, there were a couple of moments coming down the stretch where you were kind of like, Jani, what are we doing? But you take the dude with the bad with Jaden Broom because he's still, in my opinion, a super Bowl talent. Now your two talking points here, Dylan. I'm gonna turn it over to you. Jalen Williams and Dylan Carwell are probably the polar opposite feelings you have you have you have about two players on on that floor on 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 Tuesday night. Let's start with Jay Will and then wrap it up with Dylan Carwell to make you feel better.
0: <laughs> Should to do grades uh, as well? We could do grades. Grades just have more graphics to put up. It's um, so a front court, back court, bench. Great. Front
1: court, back court, bench. Let's yeah. let's marinate on that one and do it after the next game. I'm not. I'm just. You need. You need to let me prep there. Okay. Uh, that's not an on the fly decision for me. I'm too too wrapped up into this basketball team to to just make impulse decisions. I I fully committed myself now to getting hurt by them this year. I'm ready. I
0: mean anything with with that logo on it. Uh, oh, but
1: oh, but Auburn basketball means more. Like I, I'm ready. It, I'm so. Oh, ready. I, I'm Bring on the pain. Where
0: I am. I'm as well. I'm excited um, for the pain. Also, did you know that the refs for the game were the same refs that didn't call the double dribble?
1: I'd heard that rumor once or twice or fifty-five thousand times.
0: Also, did you know that uh, Dylan Cardwell uh, is the Jumbotron man?
1: Did you know the Jumbotron kid was there? Was he actually? He was in one of the box suites with his shirt
0: off. Was that actually him? Yeah. That's awesome. In case you didn't know, the 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 commentating was bad, and they played swag. (laughs) the stadium. That was an Auburn home game in North Dakota, so I'll I'll let them do. There was a TV. Well,
1: you said there was a TV broadcast. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I I muted my TV and listened to Andy. So
0: I should have done the same. It's
1: way better for your mental health, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Pre-plug to Auburn Sports Network because Andy Bertram is a dog, Brad Law is a dog, and Jacob Hillman's a dog.
0: But yeah, Jay Will uh, just was not a factor in this game whatsoever. I mean, 4.6 rebounds, and he got a block uh, as well. And he just didn't really do much. He looked like the Jay Will of like 20, like 20. Like, not sure. Like, definitely a guy. I think Jay Will is going to end up coming off the bench later on this year unless he steps up. And I mean, he, he's a he's a good leader he's a veteran on this team uh but when it comes to like players like simo cbm uh, as mazar for you people who don't know that i i think even cheney johnson kind of played himself what played well like into the stretch i think when he came up like later on in the game cheney johnson kind of found a kind of found a stride and i'm gonna give cheney a, a kind of a i'm not gonna go hard on him for not playing up to how i thought he was gonna play yet because you know, going from the D two level to, I'm about to say, it is the SCC. I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna expect too much from him right off the bat. I'm still expecting a great season from him. Uh but I'm expecting him to take the time this team that this team's also gonna need to get better. But I mean, looking at at ba- Baker Mazzara, Simo, uh Dylan Cardwell, I mean, Jay Will has no excuses to come out looking that just slow. With the ball, off the ball, defensively, just overall hmm. from Jay Will. Tough scene. Yeah, all around. But there is a guy on this team. And I'm going to let you talk about him. Who played his shirt off. Oh, God. And that is Dylan freaking Cardwell. Five points, five blocks, four assists, one steal, four rebounds from Dylan Cardwell, who also led the team in field goal percentage. Rather that be three shots or not, he led the team in field goal percentage. And my, my favorite part of the night was his one free throw he made, he did he did the a U right yes, after that. Of the course fact he did. Because he is he is a the people's the people's champion. The um people's this princess. Team. <laughs> uh but Dylan Cardwell, if he can continue th- this play throughout the season, I mean I'm not saying he's going to draft or anything. That'd be crazy. But I mean, the the improvement that we've seen from Dylan Carwell finally. I'm enough to say that that Bruce Pearl can develop literally anybody, if he can make if if this could be a consistent performance from Dylan Carwell. I mean, Bruce Pearl is the developer in college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> if he can turn, him right.
1: five years to do it,
0: but. I think if he can turn, turn Cardwell into a consistent player, not even good or bad, just consistent player. That's a that's a that's a huge dub in my book.
1: Massive because then you know what you're getting.
0: Exactly. Because there is the
1: stigma that I think people people think I'm a Dylan Cardwell hater like <clears throat> in terms of like wishing ill upon him. No, I if you're wearing an auburn shirt, I want you to be successful uh, period at the end of the day. Um, am I a Dylan Cardwell skeptic skepticist? Absolutely. Uh, the reason I say that is there is the Dylan Cardwell experience. And that is like six points off of two awesome dunks, two separate trips to the free throw line where you sink one each, and then like three blocks and a bunch of rebounds, but also like a handful of turnovers. And it's this wild roller coaster that is not good for anyone's health whatsoever, Um, specifically not mine. But if Dylan Carball can play the way he did on Tuesday night, I'm going to be one of the happiest people you ever meet. Uh, that was just a tremendous display of of what he could be uh, this year, and he had, he showed flashes of it last year. It's whether or not he can stay committed to his fundamentals, right? I mean, that that was the, the, really the 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 secret uh, recipe in Achilles' heel, if you will.
0: Use two hands to rebound the ball, and it's crazy yeah. what what can happen with you. It's
1: <laughs> unbelievable, and actually use your huge frame to box out. That it is unbelievable what those things can can come together and do. Uh, so overall, Dylan, I think that overarching that I took away from this. I'd be interested to see if you you grabbed anything else or if you disagree. Number one, these newcomers freaking rock in terms of not just like, oh, they're phenomenal basketball players. Bruce Pearl's team has an identity right now. That is impressive. We'll see if it stays this way. It is early. It is one game. But this team has an identity. And having only played together for X amount of months, whatever you want to say, since all these guys got on the same uh, on the same campus, bringing all these new pieces in and seeing them play the way they did on Tuesday night is so encouraging. Um, we didn't even mention Denver Jones. That guy's awesome.
0: Oh yeah, I don't. I um, forget about, forgot yeah. about. him.
1: Um... I mean, Denver Jones played 24 minutes of meaningful basketball last night. Put up 13 points and shot three of five from, from the perimeter. I don't know why he didn't get another look late in the game. I I really don't, and then there's you know we'll nitpick that as we come down the stretch, right? As we as yeah, we so, get deeper in the season.
0: Somebody just noticed because uh, I was looking at because he mentioned how many minutes he played. He only got two fouls. I didn't realize Aiden Holloway also did not come out of a single foul.
1: Yeah, yeah, Aiden was pretty freaking awesome, and he's one of those newcomers, right? Like that that fits in the that fits in the and the, the narrative here. This group is really exciting, and they gel really well with the returners. Now on 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 the other end of this, your returners in large. Look sharp in terms of understanding what what the what the plan of, of execution is for, for Bruce Pearl and understanding what the standing looks like and what basket what that brand of basketball is. And most excitingly, folks, Auburn's got to get better on the offense on, on the defensive boards. Duh. They've got to get better on defense. Duh. This team's playing with tempo and offense, a clear offensive identity, spreading the ball around and making shots. That's new in comparison to last year. I mean, this this team is going to win a boatload of basketball games, and a lot of them are going to send you down to the wire and cardiac arrest, but they're going to win a lot of basketball games. And I was sitting here saying that, you know, Auburn finishing sixth in the SEC felt about right. You know what I mean? No, I'm not there. I'm not willing to say that yet. I need to get through a handful more non-conference games, and I want Auburn to absolutely hand some teams their own ass. I mean, I want them to get to kick some butt, coming down the stretch to prove me right. But I think this team's ceiling is astronomically higher than we thought it was,
0: Dylan. And we said the Elite Eight was our, was our ceiling for this. Right, Maybe not
1: astronomically
0: higher. It's like you realize only eight teams can make it to the Elite Eight, right? <laughs> but it is safe to say this is the best basketball team in the state of Alabama at the bare minimum. I don't know about that yet. Alabama might be good. I don't know. <laughs> There's the best the all.
1: Think, I think that just to toot my own horn here, last this this week, what we've learned through one game for pretty much everybody is like the big teams that our podcast viewers are going to care about are one, Baylor is exactly as good as we thought they were, and that is good, that is really good. Two, Auburn is way better than we thought they were, and three, Alabama is just about as good as we thought they were. And of those three statements, the ones that should excite you the most is that Auburn is significantly better than we thought they were going to be. Because I think I, I think some weird stuff can happen in Coleman Coliseum this year. Uh, I, I mean, I, I know that that's – your standard, gold standard of basketball is not Alabama, never has been, never will be. But still, it's pretty fun to win there. It's pretty fun to break out a broom, which I think may be on the table if this team can play their cards right. But SEC, the SEC is so freaking open this year that I just don't know.
0: I, I've been waiting for so long. And by that, I mean from since last year for us to sweep somebody with Jani Broom because I have a graphic locked and loaded. Locked and loaded, it's I'm gonna edit Jani Broom into a broom and say so you got swept by Jani Broom. That is literally the graphic I have in my brain,
1: and I love this forgot, graphic. That's I, need, in
0: brain. <laughs> I need to do it.
1: I'm super and I, ready.
0: And with that, I mean, my, my takeaways from this game are. Uh, It's fun to watch a a basketball team that can create shots from beyond the arc. And even if there are three three three-point lines, uh, you are able to see that much better shots taken and better looks taken. And, you know, just have – I love Wendell Green. I love Icy Wynn. But he did not take the best shots in his career. And watching Aiden Holloway, Denver Jones, uh, Jani Broom. Uh, those those three guys coming up and just have who looked good shooting the three ball, by the way. Uh, Yeah, I mean outside outside of the one where his like we said we're talking about earlier for the show, just the shoulder looked tight. uh, The one air ball, Uh, but those other two shots were just beautiful. Yeah, and the only the negatives I have from this game aren't stuff that can't be fixed. Uh, That's the beauty. Exactly. Uh, game one of the season. I am a okay with this basketball team starting zero and one with the only a six point loss to Baylor. Baylor. In, in, my, in my eyes, this game was over at eighty five eighty two. Whenever Auburn turned to like. yeah. So, in my in my brain, the scoreboard says one thing. My brain says the <laughs> other thing. Either way, Auburn lost. It's just garbage time trying to get the ball back quick. Nah, I'm not gonna count sure. it. Uh, I need to see a better. I need to see Jay will play to the level that he can i mean he has been the most consistent player on this team for the past what two three years and i'm not really expecting a drop off from him like that uh so definitely see him step up as a team uh get the boards get more uh you're taller than than you've been in a hot minute so you should be able to get more rebounds and Auburn was very good at rebounding last year with with just deny broom as the primary rebounder and he got 11 he had a double double uh, last or two nights ago. Uh, SEMO only got two. Uh, Denver got one. He's a taller guard. Uh, Katie Johnson surprisingly, even though he's like five foot, what, eight, nine, 10, somewhere around there. Uh, hey, somehow,
1: like five, 10.
0: Somehow didn't get one. Uh, but other than that, I mean, I'm not fretting too much about anything. I think it's everything. Everything I said can be fixed with time. And I think Auburn's next opponent is—it's not Notre Dame. My no. my, my brain is Southeastern Louisiana and in, in Neville Arena. Yeah, and that's going to be the game where you're going to try to get right. And that game is currently on.
1: That's Friday. ESPN Plus. right? Uh. Yeah, I
0: think
1: it's
0: ESPN Plus. Yes, ESPN Network Plus, ESPN Plus Neville yeah. Arena. Uh, <clears throat> on. The 10th is Friday, right? Am I, am I stupid? Yeah, Friday. So right. tomorrow as this comes out, that's going to be your optim- optimum opportunity to, in a short span of time, see how much better you can get some of the things. I don't think Southeastern Louisiana is like this powerhouse right. that you should be worried about. But at this early in the season. Go I mean, beat the hell out of them. Exactly. And don't pull a Vanderbilt.
1: I mean, what was it? Florida Gulf Coast damn near upset Indiana just two nights ago and, and Indiana got out of there with their butt puckered and, and snuck out with like a, what, a four point win?
0: Uh, I believe I'm trying yeah, to look like at Vander- Vanderbilt. Anything that yeah. in college
1: basketball, make sure you take care of your assignment. So speaking of things, yeah, a- Vanderbilt lost to Presbyterian. Yeah, they absolutely. And did.
0: James Madison.
1: We're not, well, we're not, well, James Madison was crazy. Michigan State, nuts. Um, Tom Izzo moment, but. <laughs> you called that, by the way. <laughs> what you say?
0: You called that, by the way.
1: I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm a college basketball sort of ball-knower, dude. It's crazy. Um, Also, don't hate on Presbyterian. That's a sneaky game to make the tournament.
0: Um, Well, just Vanderbilt losing to them. and Did they play play in Nashville? Yes. Yeah, they did see that. I did hear some Vanderbilt fans saying Stackhouse may be on the hot seat. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. For sure. For sure. Speaking
1: of teams that are getting the job done, though, let's talk about Auburn women's basketball for a second. Taking down Jacksonville State, 78-49. And this is a different story from Auburn men's basketball because it wasn't the newcomers. It was the returning faces that really were the bright spots in this game. Honestly, Scott Grayson dropped a 14-point. Savannah Scott, now there you go. There's your name. 13 <laughs> points. But Marshawn Bostic, twelve. Uh, and then you have Sydney Shaw with seven, Caitlin Duhon with 13, a lot of returner minutes, a lot of, uh, a lot of veteran minutes, I guess not veteran in terms of just people that are sophomores, right? But Because we talk all the time about how Sydney Shaw is going, in our opinion, probably be the next, honestly, Scott Grayson. But a lot of folks that have been in the Coach J system for more than a year uh, or a year's time or a year plus really stepping up to, to put in the meaningful minutes. But you're starting to slowly, slowly, slowly see those minutes start spreading across the bench. For Auburn women's basketball, which is big time, uh, especially when, when you look at you can go down the, um, uh, the 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 box score. Hello. I was trying to read and speak at the same time it was not working. See you had 15 minutes of, of play. Um, OA, I that's the the initials I'm going with here uh, and the nickname we're going to go with here because I don't try to butcher names here. Um, posted nine and the McKenna Eddings dropping 14. You're starting to see this team getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Which has been the problem. It's not been lack of starting five talent to be completely transparent with you. It's been the bench. So Auburn Women's Basketball back uh, in business. And according to their hype video, the rebuild's in the past now. Now's the present. So step back.
0: We go into to the attorney. <laughs> step back and let Coach Jay cook. That's all I'm saying. I mean, and this is a big win for me, too. Because I came, I came out and I said the player I'm excited to watch this season for – for Coach Jay and the, and the girls, it's Savannah Scott. Uh, just finally getting a center who can rebound. is so awesome. 13 points, 8 rebounds from Savannah Scott. Also, awesome.
1: Carson McFadden, 3 points on just 2 minutes of play time. Those numbers are crazy, so the math doesn't lie. She walked
0: in, threw up a shot, made it.
1: <laughs> Said I'm done. Yep. Like, that's all for me. That's all for me. The scholarship athlete, Carson McFadden, by the way.
0: I'm sure I could probably the play by play. I'm gonna go look and see exactly whenever that shot was made. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, it, it was
1: super late. It was super late in the fourth I mean, quarter. Fourth quarter. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, she was the uh, she was the last mate with eight seconds left in the game. That's right. Sydney Shaw assist, kick out to Carson McFadden, throws it up, bang. That's right. The game winning bucket.
1: The game extending bucket. <laughs> That's right. Good for Carson McFadden. Good for Auburn women's basketball starting off on the right foot, taking care of business, absolutely thumping Jacksonville State. Uh, they will continue their campaign later this week. I believe it's, it's a Sunday matchup. Dylan, I'm pulling it right here in front of me. I, I, I had it up You should um,
0: ask me after before I closed. The right tab. before you. Right.
1: Once you tabbed it off. Um, oh, yeah. They have uh, Louisiana, uh, the Raging Cajuns. Tonight is the show's coming out at 7 p.m. That's on SEC Network Plus. And then this Sunday, a power five matchup with Rutgers on the road. And that is in Piscataway. So an early get hit in the mouth, play a, a power five opponent on the road, uh, for for coaching company, see if they can get it rolling over Louisiana before they get to Rutgers. All right. Wrapping on, things on
0: the, up. Big Ten, on the Big Ten network.
1: On the Big Ten network. I know.
0: Oh
1: I know it's pain. Spain with, without the with the with the with the S is silent. Okay. We have a long list of athletes that have decided and chosen to attend Auburn to pursue their academic and uh, athletic careers going forward and inked their commitments today. I'm going to, we're going to run through these lists. We're going to go sport by sport here. And we're going to, uh, we want to just give every one of you guys a shout out tell you guys how excited the Auburn family is to welcome you with open arms and how much we are excited to be covering you guys over the next four to five, depending on if you get your masters and red shirt years <laughs> of your, because no one's getting hurt. Not one of these kids is going to get hurt. Nobody gets hurt. That's the rules. And them's the rules. Um, over the next four to five years of your athletic careers. Okay, so we're going to start with men's and women's golf. I'm going to start with women's golf. Um, Davalos Goyeta from Spain. So that one's kind of tough. But then we've got twins on women's golf and men's golf that both signed today. Anna and Billy Davis, both out of Spring Valley, California. Welcome to Auburn. Um, so Tyler Spellman out of Kay Creek, Arizona, for men's men's golf. And then women's basketball today signed a five nine point guard out of Trustville, Alabama. Miss Jordan Hunter. She's been committed for an extended period of time now. And the team that probably did the most work, <laughs> considering <laughs> they recruit for both genders, would be swim and dive. I'm going to run through this real quick. Andy Commons out of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Warner Russ out of Jackson, Mississippi. Olivia Stewart out of Statesboro, Georgia. Shout out, Georgia. Not the school, of the state. Olivia, I'm oh, sorry. Bradford Johnson out of Huntsville, Alabama. Carly Bixby out of Plymouth, Minnesota. Aiden Clements out of Tampa, Florida. Audrey Olin out of Elmgram, Wisconsin. Georgia Colborn, Georgia from Delaware, by the way. Georgia Colborn out of Newark, Delaware. Uh, River, excuse me, River Palk. Awesome swimmer name, by the way. River Palk out of Keller, Texas. Ashlyn Moore new, out of New Alb- Albany, Ohio. And Keaton Rice out of Edmonton, Oklahoma. Welcome, Auburn men's and women's golf, women's basketball, and swim and dive athletes. Welcome to the Auburn family. Excited to have you.
0: Dylan? I'm trying to pull up all the all the names of the people because outside of like football and basketball uh the recruiting all to you no i'm trying to get like rankings and stuff but they don't do that for like the other sports uh because you have to like pay for subscriptions to get baseball numbers and
1: which by the way baseball number four class according to perfect game
0: uh yes uh softball currently ranked as the number 17th uh, recruiting class in the country after picking up three signees uh, starting off with annalee adams from liberty indiana she's the utility player bats right throws right uh she is a number 10 recruit in the class 2024 three time to a first team all-state performer at union county high school and she currently holds eight of her school records so great pickup there for coach or for Mickey and the and, and the girls over there. Joe Lee Adams also got picked up, number 13 recruit in the country. She is an outfielder, bats left, throws right. So nice little ambidextrous over there. Uh she bat batted a 444 batting had a 444 batting average and a 49 on-base percentage uh with 53 RBI. And lastly, picked up by uh, softball Blaine Godfrey, a right-handed pitcher. Uh, if you did not know, she that means she throws with her right hand. Uh, right, number 12 recruit in the country by Extra Innings Softball in 2022. Four-state, all-state selection. And has earned five all-area accolades. And she won the AL.com 6A Newcomer of the Year. So three great pickups for softball. Also picked up on soccer, Geneva Hernandez-Gray from Vancouver. Uh, that is Canada, yeah, for all you uh, geography nerds out there. Uh, Ava Caldwell from Bogart, Georgia. That's a that's a name, <laughs> city. Uh, Rory Shank from Flower Mound, Texas. Another great city name. And then on to equestrian to join the greatest equestrian team in the country and at all of equestrian history. If there's ever a <laughs> ever a place to go to ride horses, it is Auburn, Alabama. Uh, it's in the equestrians in the Olympics, right?
1: yes yeah, an Olympic sport.
0: Ah. So if you're ever remember the video, video of
1: Snoop Dogg saying that the horse was crit
0: walking on the set? I do not. I, I don't think I'm gonna true. send
1: it to you after this.
0: Okay. Uh all we're picking up Abigail Eddie from Western Roachports, Michigan. Uh Michelle Fumigali from Western Scottsdale, Arizona. So there's Scottsdale and a Western Scottsdale.
1: I think that's part of her um, club name. Uh, so I think she's just from Scottsdale. But
0: Ah. Uh, yeah, put Western in because she's riding horses.
1: And Kate Haggerty is the next one that I just could yeah. not even begin to spell out the length of the name. Just, just from Uh
0: Ariana Markell from Las Vegas, uh, Nevada. Almost said New Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Las
1: Vegas, <laughs> New Vegas.
0: And lastly, Frankie uh, Nicholas Nicholas. Nik- Nicholas. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's one of the ways. That's how
1: Jack Nicholas spells his name.
0: Okay, uh, so, that's the only reason Nick. I do that. Cool, uh, from Duluth, Georgia.
1: Right so, around the corner from my
0: hometown. You already know that those, if if none of these girls that I that I listed were able to were gonna, were gonna uh, reach championships, you know, that all the equestrian ones are going to be getting championships in their time <laughs> here on the plains. So, yeah, and I think, uh, was that all the recruits? That yes. rounds it
1: out for all of the non men's basketball and then football and baseball signings are different signing periods. So yes. Uh because
0: that is in early signing period for football's December. Lot. Football is December.
1: And then baseball, there's a another one in March, I think. I don't know. They switch them around, I swear.
0: I cannot follow up. I, I try so hard. I like whenever we first whenever the show started off uh, our first time hitting that first baseball signing period. I tried so hard. So brutal. I was like, I'm just kinda It's not even full with it.
1: A lot of these guys got to make sure that they're getting through the first year player draft, too. So, yeah, yeah, which, um, listen, MLB, they're all really good, but like look at them next year and start scouting them next
0: year. (laughs) Wait till Butch gets him a ring and then you can start taking our players like that. That's right. Then let me me be very happy and then ruin my life. Don't, don't do the opposite. Don't do it.
1: So once again, congratulations to everyone, uh, all of these young student athletes and rising soon-to-be-graduating seniors that are headed to the Plains of Auburn, Alabama to continue their athletic careers. All super, super excited for every single one of you guys. Excited to cover you guys right here in the College Loop. If you're listeners of the College Loop by some wild chance, come hang out. Um, make sure it's okay with your SID first, but come hang out. And uh, we would love to have you on and talk about the recruiting process and how excited you are to be on the Plains and what the Auburn family means to you. Speaking of the Auburn family, the College Loop Auburn family is the best – subdivision niche version of our niche department of the auburn family because you guys have continued to support us and you can continue to support us by purchasing your very own college loop Warpore co-branded feeling liquid t-shirt 25 on the warport.com. dylan's probably going to throw it up on the screen while i'm saying this if you don't feel like typing it in the search bar you can always go into our description and link it right there 25 bucks you can pick up your very own one of five colorways most comfortable shirt you'll ever own and use hashtag feeling Lippy when you get it when you take a selfie and throw it up on the bird app facebook or send it to the college Loop one at gmail.com whatever makes
0: you instagram hey,
1: or Instagram. Instagram's absolutely fine as well. If you want to DM it to so us on Instagram, that's completely fine. Throw it on your Instagram story. Love that. Also, before I intru- I guess not introduce, extraduce is a word I'm going to make up. introduce m- myself and, us- and usher us out of this show. I'm going to remind you guys, if you're hanging out here on the YouTube stream, on the YouTube version of this podcast, make sure you like, subscribe, and ring the bell. Drop your comments. Drop your Arkansas score predictions. Basketball win totals. Your favorite recruit name. Your favorite recruit that has signed and inked their N L I to join Auburn this week. Whatever you, you want to talk about, we want to talk about it right here on the College Loop. So thank you for your continual support. Make sure you ring the bell so you stay up to date with everything going on here at the College Loop. I am Harrison Tar at by Harrison Tar on the Bird app. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Love every single one of you guys. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And Dylan,
0: let's head get out of here. Of course I'm Dylan Lark at you bullet tank on Twitter slash X. Wherever you type in it me directs, I still believe. Uh Potentially to make it back to Twitter, just so I can only say Twitter. Yes. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram as well. I don't look at D-Y-L-A-N-L-E-R-C-K. And, of course, if you want to follow us right here on the college loop on here on YouTube, just like, comment, and subscribe. Leave your predictions for the Auburn-Arkansas game. Remember, closest winner gets a shout-out on the Tuesday show. And, of course, make sure you follow us on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and... Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. <laughs> I thought I said was, I was Facebook again. Uh, and stay up to date with us and also again like subscribe ring the bell and with all of that being said war eagle it's basketball season and this is the college loop podcast love you guys